0: Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters, presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, it's Mrs. Kovach. Today I'm going to be reading from the book Long Way Down by one of my favorite authors, Jason Reynolds. This book is told in the form of poetry, so it's not broken up by chapters, it's broken up by poems. The back of the book says, 60 seconds, seven floors, three rules, one gun. Will, older brother, Sean, has been shot, dead. Will feels a sadness so great he can't explain it, but in his neighborhood there are the rules. Number one, crying, don't, no matter what. Number two, snitching, don't, no matter what. Number three, revenge, do no matter what. But bullets miss, you can get the wrong guy and there's always someone else who knows to follow the rules. Part one, don't nobody. Don't nobody believe nothing these days, which is why I haven't told nobody the story I'm about to tell you. The truth is you probably ain't gonna believe it either, gonna think I'm lying or I'm losing it. And I'm telling you, this story is true. It happened to me, really, it did. It so did. My name is, my name is Will, William, William Holloman. But to my friends and people who know me, just Will. So call me Will, because after I tell you what I'm about to tell you, you'll either want to be my friend or not, want to be my friend at all. Either way, you'll know me, know me. I am only William. To my mother and my brother, Sean, whenever he's trying to be funny. Now I'm wishing I would have laughed more at his dumb jokes because that day before yesterday, Sean was shot and killed. I don't know you don't know your last name. If you got brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or cousins that be like brothers and sisters or aunties and uncles that be like mothers and fathers. But if the blood inside you is on the inside of someone else, you never want to see it on the outside of them the sadness. It's just so hard to explain. Imagine waking up and someone, a stranger, got you strapped down, got pliers shoved in your mouth, gripping a tooth. Somewhere in the back, one of the big important ones and rips it out. Imagine the knocking in your head, the pressure pushing through your ears, the blood pooling, but the worst part, the absolute worst part, is the constant slipping of your tongue into the new empty space where you know a tooth is supposed to be, but it ain't no more. It's hard to say, Sean's dead, Sean's dead, Sean's dead. So strange to say, so sad, but I guess not surprising, which I guess is even stranger and even sadder. The day before yesterday, me and my friend Tony were outside talking about whether or not we got any taller than we were when we were 15. When Sean was 15, he grew a foot, maybe a foot and a half. And that's when he gave me all his clothes that wouldn't fit. Tony kept saying he hoped he'd grow tall because he thought he was the best ball player around here at our age, but he was also the shortage. And everybody knows you can't go all the way when you're small unless you can really jump, like fly. And then there were shots. Everybody ran, ducked, hid, tucked themselves tight, did what we all have been trained to do, pressed our lips to the pavement and prayed the boom followed by the buzz of the bullet ain't meet with us. After the shots, me and Tony waited like we always do for the rumble to stop before picking our heads up and poking our our heads out to count the bodies. This time, there is only one, Sean. I've never been. I've never been in an earthquake. Don't know if this was even close to how they are, but the ground definitely felt like it. Opened up and ate me. Things that always happen when someone is killed around here. Number one, screaming. Not everybody screams, usually just moms and girlfriends and daughters. And in this case, it was Letitia, Sean's girlfriend, on her knees, kissing his forehead between sh- shrieks. I think she hoped her voice would somehow keep him alive, would clot the blood. But I think she knew deep down in the deepest part of her downness, she was kissing him goodbye. And my mom moaning low, not my baby, not my baby, why? Hanging over my brother's body like a dimmed light post. Number two, sirens. Lots and lots of sirens, howling, cutting through the sounds of the city, except the screams. The screams are always heard over everything, even the sirens. Number three, questions. Cops flashlights in our faces, and we all turned to stone. Did anybody see anything? A young officer asked. He looked honest, like he ain't never done this before. You can always tell a newbie. They always ask questions like they really expect answers. Didn't anybody see anyone? I ain't seen nothing. Marcus Andrew, the neighborhood know-it-all said. Even he knew better than to know anything. In case you ain't, No. Gunshots make everybody deaf, blind, especially when they make somebody dead. Best to become invisible in times like this. Everybody knows that. Even Tony flew away. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the cops asked me questions. Maybe, maybe not. Couldn't hear nothing. Ears filled with heartbeats like my head was being held underwater. Like I was holding my breath. Maybe I was. Maybe I was. Hoping I could give some back to Sean or maybe somehow join him. When a bad thing happens, we usually look up and see the moon big and bright shining over us. That always made me feel better, like there's something up there beaming down on us in the dark. But the day before yesterday, when Sean died, the moon was off. Somebody told me once a month that moons black out and become new and the next night be back to normal. I'll tell you one thing, the moon is lucky it's not down here where nothing is ever ever knew. I stood there, mouth clenched tight enough to grind my teeth down to dust, and I looked at Sean lying there like a piece of furniture left outside, like a stained-up couch draped in a gold chain. They hadn't even snatched it. Random thought. Blood soaking into a t-shirt, blue jeans, and boots looks a lot like chocolate syrup when the glow from the streetlights hit it, but I know ain't nothing sweet about blood. I know it ain't like chocolate syrup at all. In his hand, a corner store plastic bag, white with the letters. They were red letters. Thank you, 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 you. have a nice day. In that bag, special soap for my mother's skin condition. I seen her scratch until it bleeds. Pick at it as it's flaky and scaly. Curses the invisible thing trying to eat her. Maybe there's something invisible trying to eat all of us. As if we're beef. Beef. Gets passed down like brand names. T-shirts around here. Always too big. Never ironed out. Gets inherited like a trunk of a fool's gold or a treasure map leading to nowhere. Came knocking on my brother's life. They kicked down the door and took everything except his gold chain. Then the yellow tape. They say do not cross. Gets put up. There's nothing left to do but go home. The tape lets people know that this is a murder scene, as if we ain't already known that. The crowd backs its way into the buildings and down the blocks until there's nothing left but the tape. Sean was zipped into a bag and rolled away. His blood added to the pavement galaxy, of bubblegum stars. The tape framed it like it was art, and the next day kids would be playing mummy with it. Back on the eighth floor, I locked myself in my room. I put a pillow over my head to muffle the sound of my mom's mourning. She sat in the kitchen sobbing into her palms, which she peeled away only to lift to her mouth. With each sip came a brief silence, and then another brief silence. I snuck in a breath. I felt like crying, which felt like another person trapped behind my face, tiny fist punching the blacks of my eyes, kicking my throat at the spot where the swallow starts. Stay put, I whispered to him. Stay strong, I whispered to me because crying is against the rules. The rules. Number one, crying. Don't no matter what. Don't. Two, snitching. Don't no matter what. Don't. Number three, revenge. If someone you love gets killed, find the person who killed them and kill them back. The inventions of the rules it ain't come from my brother, his friends, my dad, my uncle, the guys outside, the hustlers and shooters, and definitely not from me. Another thing about the rules they weren't meant to be broken. They weren't meant to be broken. They were meant to be followed. Our bedroom, a square of yellow paint. Two beds, one to the left of the door, one to the right. Two dressers, one in front of the bed, one to the left of the door, one in front of the bed to the right, and in the middle, a small TV. Sean's side was left perfect almost, mine the right, pigsty mostly. Sean's wall had a poster of Tupac, a poster of Biggie. My wall had an anagram I wrote and a messed up scribble with a pencil in case mom made me erase it. Scare equals cares. Anagram. It's when you take a word and rearrange the letters to make another word. And sometimes the words are still somehow connected, like canoe equals ocean. Same letters, different words somehow still make sense together, like brother's.